0: Good evening, and uh, today we were going to talk about Prayers for the Departed. And I've been asked about this matter a number of times by Protestant friends and by people who are on their way to becoming Orthodox as well, some who are already catechumens and studying the faith, and by people within the Orthodox Church. And one of the confusing aspects is that there are three particular superstitions about prayers for the dead that perhaps need to be dealt with. And I would like to read a little bit of a letter that I had from the late Father Michael Pomazansky, uh, the former professor of dogmatic studies at Holy Trinity Seminary in Jordanville, New York, where I also had studied. And he poses the question. Uh, I I had criticized an article that appeared in a magazine about prayers for the dead. And he posed the question, uh, actually agreeing with my criticism. Do the dead need prayers from us? Can the sins of a man be removed by the prayers of other men? We know that the church is in all its depth a bond of love, where there is one for all. Christ, therefore, in his body, the church. One must pray for all and all for each. This idea is expressed in our services, especially the prayers of the priest. We pray for those close to us as a duty of love, regardless of whether our brothers or sisters need our prayers or even want them. Much regarding prayer for the dead can appear illogical. We note that the more devout a person was, The more prayers are offered for his repose the church is as it were indifferent to great sinners and apostates why is this and in general do the dead need our prayers God himself is merciful and loves mankind and would he not forgive the dead person without our praying for him but the answer why do we pray for the dead is given in the gospel and the epistles of the Apostles in them there are given three axioms of christianity death has been conquered pray ye for one another and love never fails these three axioms and so we see that our prayers are acts of love and that we pray for each and all not just the departed we also pray for the living How many of you have been asked by someone, please pray for me because I'm ill, or please pray for my sister, my brother, my father, my mother, because they're ill. Uh, Or we've been asked, I'm I'm about to travel, so please have prayers for travel for me and so that I can travel with with God's blessing. And um, we have, even I've had Protestants give me a prayer card with a name that they wanted me to pray for, usually themselves and uh, consequently we see that there is this universal sense that in the bond of oneness it constitutes the body of Christ the church we pray for one another when we pray for those who have departed this life we are confessing our faith in the victory of jesus christ and in the destruction of the power of death by the resurrection of jesus christ so we pray for one another whether we're In this life, or already departed from this life, but still alive unto God. And uh, this is really a part of the confession of faith in the victory of Jesus Christ and in the resurrection which is to come. That we're still united in a bond of love, that things that whether things present or whether things to come whether life or death or any of these things that apostle paul listed he said none of these things can separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus and this is why we offer prayers for people who are not here the ones we can't see people in prisons people who are traveling people we've been asked to pray for even if we don't know them and why we pray for the departed but we have a great deal more to say about it. Um, this book on the commemoration of the dead, it's a short book, it's uh, available from Synaxis Press or from you know the All Saints Monastery. And there's a wonderful letter in it, to addressed to me from the late Father Michael Pomazansky and I think it's very enlightening and revealing. Uh, Father Pomazansky's letter to me will be posted on our website by tomorrow. On, on the home page, the front page of the website, www.orthodoxcanada.org. And this book, uh, I would suggest if you haven't seen it or read it, that you obtain it from Synaxis Press, that it would be uh, synaxispress.ca, synaxispress.canada, or CA is the abbreviation for Canada, and order the booklet and, uh, and, and read it, because I think it will clear up a lot of misunderstandings and uh, see what the what the patristic teaching about prayers for the departed are. When we think about the divine services that we have, the pulmanas or memorial services for the departed, we remember that in the Orthodox Church, we serve on the third day after the repose of a person and on the ninth day and on the 40th day. Now the Holy Fathers have told us, we we read in the Descalium of the Twelve Apostles and in the works of St. Simeon of Thessaloniki, we commemorate the departed on the third day as a confession of the third day resurrection of Jesus Christ by which he conquered the power of death. On the ninth day we serve because the souls are kept with the nine orders of angels, not, of course, able to receive the fullness of the reward without the body, and no one would be then actually in heaven or hell without the body because no one could receive the fullness of their reward. Indeed, the Holy Fathers tell us a person cannot even be judged, the soul is apart from the body. That um, really the so-called partial judgment is simply the soul becoming aware of its condition and state. On the 40th day, St. Simeon tells us, we serve because Christ ascended into heaven both body and soul, on the fourth day, taking that human body, that human flesh, into the heavenly kingdom together with him, by which it is testified to us that we likewise will rise from the dead and ascend, both body and soul, together. And so really we're confessing the resurrection and the victory of Jesus Christ over the power of death. The words of the prayers that uh, the church has given us uh, cover a lot of territory. For one thing, they remind us that we also will depart this life and we need to prepare ourselves. They also give us comfort and consolation because we're the ones who are weeping and grieving for the departed one. They also help as a system of stepping away from grief. You see, we serve again on the first anniversary of the person's departure, and at that time, the official period of mourning comes to an end. And there's a very powerful psychological reason for this. And that is so that if a, a younger person loses their spouse, and they will get married well, quickly or something, they do have a sense of guilt that betrayed they betrayed the departed one. And so the church has established that after the First anniversary memorial. A person is free to get married. Now, of course, a person is free to get married anytime they want to. But psychologically, it's very powerful that the church has given this blessing and that this final memorial has been served.